Hey man, we we really let Ludacris go from pussy popping to talking about runaway love, and I'll never forget it, nigga. You did not change that quickly. Niggas is pussy popping, hair bounce, and then all of a sudden you got Mary J. Blige singing about runaway girls and shit. We ain't forget, nigga. Hell of a way to start a podcast, isn't it? Hell of a way. FYI, for all our listeners, I've been drinking since about one thirty. Do with do with that what you will. Oh, this is gonna make an excellent show. Doesn't it always? Although I can't really say how how much more I would say while drinking that I don't sober. Hmm. I guess you don't have an opinion on that, huh? No, nah, I really had nothing to say on that. Oh, my girlfriend's waving a little bit of Jameson around. That little swig of Jameson. Hey, you just bring me the bottle. Grasses me more. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not going to do this right now, so you don't have to wait for it. <laughs> I'm going to wait for a couple minutes. This song has been stuck in my head for two days now. Is this Ho by Ludacris? No. Okay. Hey, let's go. Got 10, got 20s, got 8, 8. So much coke can't. Let's go. VA stand up. I need a big ass bowl of cereal right now. Sweet, about to sweep this Jameson. At the bottom. I had a homegirl I used to work with at Finish Line. I used to do the park girl dance with perfection. What up, Brittany? You feel me? Throw your bones up. And I'm the candy man. I got more bros and cups. I got the chop chop side with these roll ups. Hey, hey, hey. What? Because it's like that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you didn't play that version. Welcome to one man drinking all the Jameson. Is this the last weekend we're going to be here? Nah, we'll be here another weekend after this. Okay. Before the move. Hey, y'all. I just want to let y'all know right now. I got some stuff planned for like the one year anniversary because that's coming up. Oh boy. And boy. We're gonna be in a new spot. We're gonna have strippers. I, I would like to see a stripper or two. We're not gonna have any strippers. They can't see the strippers. So they are they gonna be the ones with snowfall? No. <laughs> Those bitches are dangerous. What is it, Ebony and Diamond or something like that? It's something like that. Those bitches are date da- da- there's always a stripper named Diamond. And she's there always will black. Ever be a stripper named Diamond. And she's always black. The white girl strippers don't come up with diamond. They come up with like Madison. We got a lot to get into today, so let's just get right into it. Did you see the Fast and Furious Nine trailer? D <laughs> man, these niggas that got so far fetched. Did you hear that the director's like, "I'm not ruling out a crossover with Jurassic World." <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, after Fast Five, I really just gave up on. No, the they went from street racing in California 
to like robbing people, which was okay. To fucking Tyrese and Ludacris flying into space. Y'all can kiss my ass. I think John Cena gonna body this shit though. <laughs> he looked like he ready to body. John, Is the hey, Rock in this? No, I did not see any of Dwayne in this. But this is shaping up to be the summer of Cena. Yeah, with he got that Suicide Squad and shit, suicide. and then they talk about doing this shit for the Peacekeeper. They had a TV show dropping next year. Yo, speaking of TV shows, they ain't never getting Cena back. You see, Disney Plus is making a Wolverine show. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Disney Plus is working on a uh, anthology Wolverine live uh, action or animated. I don't know. I don't even care. I'll be there. I'll be there to watch it. But they said this would be one of the first steps of integrating him into the MCU. Ooh, that shit might be live action then. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. If you ask me, I'm ready. Y'all know I I love Wolverine. I'm ready. I hope they do it right. But, But given Disney and Marvel's track record right now, I will not doubt them. I will be staying up like a little kid on Christmas Eve to watch the finale of Falcon Winter Soldier. So, oh man, I'm going to have a groggy ass night or day at work. Tomorrow. Yeah, I might. I might. I'm a Charlotte told me I could just watch it without her now. Well, damn, you only have one episode left. I watched last week's episode today, and I'll be watching tomorrow's. How'd you think about it, man? Man, this last episode, might, it might hit different. Because even though they ain't show that nigga, that nigga, uh, what's the the new Captain America? They ain't show, they ain't show him take that serum. But I know he did it. He was moving too fast. He was he was two thousand and one Barry Bonds. His head, his head went up three half sizes, yo. He was wearing a seven and five eights. Now he got a he got an eight. That's not regular shit. That's that's that juice. That's the, the juice HGH. is loose. Um, HGH. Snowfall happened yesterday. And oh my god! God, I watched that shit earlier today. I made sure to be ready for this episode. By the way, people, yo. He killing his daddy in the finale, right? That's what it makes it seem like, don't it? He gonna do his dad like Jax Teller did his mom. He gonna walk him out to whoever is nice at Compton. <laughs> his dad's like, I love you. I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's not gonna call him by his name. He's gonna call him dad. He's like, I'm sorry, Dad. Pop. Well, whatever that nigga do from here on out, he's old. That's just that's just who he is. No, now. I think I think when when he, before he squeezed that trigger for the last time, he'll be dead, and then it's over. Because he hesitant, he pump faking it right now. So that's how you know he not really he not really all the way there yet. Like Jax was, Jax wasn't all the way there yet. It took some extra shit. Glad to see Louie's doing better. Shout out to Louie. I love you, boo. No, I don't. Um, Jerome got your, his... Your boy got, your boy got murked. Oh, yeah, man boy. Man boy got... Hey, we should have probably started with this. Hey, there's going to be spoilers ahead. 
<laughs> Sorry to anybody who hasn't watched Snowfall yet. No, no, no. If you're true to it, you would have watched it by now. But uh, I and I did not say Man Boy's getting murdered this season. I think we both did, right? You predicted more on Man Boy. I predicted that one of the main characters was going to go. So we were, you were more right than I was. I they couldn't let Man Boy live for for too much longer. If Man Boy went into the next season alive, it would have been chaos. Him and his sister. Jerome was not with the shits. And and Scully looking like he not with the shits to retaliate either. <laughs> he, he done found Jesus like Mason Bethel. He, he, he not, yo, that that nigga is not double up no more. He breathes stretch shape. He welcome back now. He's not he's not murder based no more. He, he passed the Mason. Excuse me. Franklin and them killed that whole well, damn near that whole family. No, yeah, they did. It. It's over. The family line is done. <laughs> they killed they killed man boy, they killed man boy's sister, killed man boy's niece. And Leon Leon then lost it. They gotta shoot Leon at some point too. I thought that was the turn they were gonna make. I thought they were gonna clean all this up and then kill Leon, but I guess they're not. No, they gotta I, and I like Leon, but now he Everson and I get it, he killed a kid, so he's not he's not the Leon but from before. But he's literally jumped to the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, he was trying to apologize to her. He like, I'm trying to give you an out, Pop. No. I was like, I ain't trying to hear that. Nigga, you doing too much talking. She should have been dead already. But this is, I, and you know what? I love when series do this. This is how you know a series is hard, when they do the fire shit in episode nine. The penultimate episode is the episode where they really get the jiggy shit down. And then episode 10, they, they, they fucking fix everything else that... Hey, you see that reporter got got too. Yeah, no. Nigga, my nigga, my nigga got her ass. She, all she had to do was keep her mouth shut. She, she was out there talking again. She didn't even know. She thought she was getting a scoop a lot. She was like, "Oh my god, I got the, I got the CIA dude. I'm about to fucking win a Pulitzer over your dead body, bitch." He took care of that real quick. What's the name? Uh, the girl that was dating uh, Franklin for a while. She got her in. Tenasi, she got her come up. Tanasi, Tanasi, something like that. Whatever. Her brother gonna be taken care of. He luck. She lucky he ain't put a bullet because I thought after they shot Man Boy, they were gonna bust her too. I like how he said, "You you good at lying? You know how to talk your way out of this." You heard the hurt in his voice, right? I can see it in your eyes. You're angry. That shit was probably good too, boy. Oh my gosh, she had it that. had to be good for you to be crying in her lap. Mm. You right? Cause trash pussy not gonna have you crying in the mm-hmm. lap. Trash put you not gonna call it back. That nigga was up in that crib. Just you wanna know why I like this show? Playing house. It's the little things. Remember when Joe was whooping his ass at the beginning, and he took the gun out and threw it off to the side so that he wouldn't like reach for it later in the fight. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. That. And I love when he said. So when they asked me what happened, what did I do to stop this? I can tell them I did everything I could. That was the hardest shit ever. But Jerome got hands for real. <laughs> Jerome was hitting that nigga with four rings on his hand. That shit right there. And I know to some people, they, they're not even going to look. They're going to be like, yeah, whatever. No, that was one of the hardest scenes that Snowfall has had. Because this kid has been walking around on a, with a fucking, um, what's the shit? That Saint got. Uh, a, not, not a crutch, but... A cane? A, a cane, yes. 
That nigga been walking around with a cane all season. Just got shot a season. It's not even been a couple. It's been maybe a couple months since he got shot. Like, and for him to go up against his uncle, who he knows is the one of the baddest niggas out. Like that has already been. We've known that since the beginning. Jerome is a bad nigga. And he's like, the only way I can even get you to try to, like, get you to stop and not do what you about to do is to take you on, like, straight up. And I know I'm going to lose. Like, Saint got some shots in, but Doshis was not packing no punch. Saint knew what he, he had to do what he had to do. I do love the scene with uh, Jerome and Frank's mom when they, when oh, they yeah. squashed everything. Yeah. And- yeah, she understands. She understands now. But I think she, she gets knows, it. I think she knows her husband's gonna be dead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She gets it. She understands. This is um This is I can't think of what part of Breaking Bad where niggas realize I would say this is when Skyler realizes that Walt is doing what he's gotta do. But then she went back. Because I don't think his mom's gonna go back like that, because that's his mom's. But this is definitely the time where the person that feigned ignorance and innocence is like, no, I, I, I get it now. I understand why you guys have had to do what you had to do. Um, this, is, this, is, this is tantamount to, and I know I keep going back to Sons of Anarchy. This is tantamount to Jax's mom saying, I understand. I understand you got to do what you got to do before he shoots her. Like when the person that you've been, that you tried to protect from the truth for the longest time. And then she's with the shits, but then things go left or things go and enough. And they're like, I, now I understand the point of view that I said I never would before. I get it. That, that shit. That was a chef's kiss on the episode because that was that was another little small thing in the episode that if you don't really if you don't really understand you're not going to understand that scene right there. You know what I'm saying? That's that was the Jerome. I'm sorry, I've painted you as a villain for years. That you got my son into this, even after you told me that it wasn't me that did this. It was him. He came to me. I understand because I'm knee deep in this shit with you and I get why you've done the things you've done over our life. That shit was huge to me. That was enough. This, this episode had a lot of big moments, but it had a lot of big little moments too that I think um, might not get the shine that they should. Oh, but definitely all- that scene and the scene with Franklin fighting Jerome were the two of the biggest scenes for me. All in all, this was like up until next week. I, I, I'll save this take, but for now, or I'll put a bookmark on this take. But for now, this was the best episode I've seen. This was the time. episode where Franklin looked like Franklin. It's like in the beginning of the season, you would have thought, "Damn, what the fuck is Franklin doing?" But and we, now it's like, "Oh, there we go." Okay, but we also yes. see, and I think me and you both. I think a lot of people had we under underestimated how far how far getting shot by the girl that you've loved for years will take you 
backwards. Like, we got to remember, like, he was in love with this girl. That was, that was it for him. That was that girl. And she damn near tried to murder him. I'm now, trying to figure out, when are they going to bring, because they brought her up in, like, what, the first two episodes? I'm maybe? thinking this episode, this next episode, we're going to see something about her. Something's going to happen that sets up next season. Because they tease the hell out of that. Either she's coming, from it. either she's going to pop back up, or some something's going to happen where she's at. But I think she's going to pop back up. But who knows? Who knows? But I had to say, this is, I, and I told Dom this, because Dom was watching a little bit with me earlier. This is the hardest show out on TV right now. Easily. Easily the hardest show out right now. You can, you can give me whatever shows you want to give me. It's not as hard as Snowfall is right now. And shout out to them because they have not lost it. They haven't lost. Yeah, that a was thing. another concern of mine. You know, after John Singleton. Yeah, we passed. talked about that at nauseum earlier. Yeah, but they have not lost no. a step at all. And I'm I'm so glad they didn't because this shit was hard. Speaking of not losing a step, um, my man Jaleel White. Mm. First of all, he's still living off of that Family Matters money. He getting he's gonna have those those Family Matter um what's uh what's the shit um where they go into um when they get the TV shows. Well, like syndication. Yeah. He gonna get those syndication checks till he's dead and buried. He just released his own strain. Well, no, it's not out yet. Or well, he will be releasing his it, own strain. They, they, it'll drop on the twentieth of good stuff of, of 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 weed marijuana called Purple Urkel. High grade THC. Purple Urkel. Charlotte told me she wants some, but I told I her it's, some only, too. it's only in Cali to start out. Well, that makes sense. You know it's going to sell out. You need you need a nice, sizable test market. Yeah, the Cali it. the Cali dispensary is going to get it first, and then they'll, they'll they'll make it worldwide. I know it'll make its way to VA because oh, we absolutely. just we just passed our stuff. But man, talk about branding! Now, do the people who own Family Matters do they get a say in like how much they get in that? Because that wasn't a character he created. That was a character he portrayed. See, we don't know that, though. Like, did he go to them first and was like, hey, uh, I'm going to make my own strain of marijuana based off of a character that you created. Here's 20%. Well, I don't, I don't know because I don't even know who owns the rights to Family Matters anymore. I think Disney still owns it. Disney ain't going to let that go. All those oh, well, he might, have some, he might have some issues there. I mean, because the last thing Disney wants is the uh, name of one of their their big characters to be attached to marijuana. I mean, I smoked something called Daffy D- or Donald Duck one time. So, I but mean, the creators of <laughs> Donald Duck didn't put that out. <laughs> that's no, a whole. That's a whole lot different thing. I want to try it because I used to love Family Matters back in the day. So. I mean, I don't know how the two correlate, but okay. If, if I if I smoke it and I turn it to Stefan, does that like you gonna fuck around and smoking and turn it into Urkel? Oh shit! You too cool to turn into to to. I'm gonna be chasing to after Renette like like nothing. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. With some suspenders and shit on. Just imagining Urkel with the spliff in his mouth is just really. Did they show? Did they ever show the package into that, or did they just drop the name? No, nah, they just dropped the name for what I saw. Oh man, I need to see the package into that. I already told you what my dream is with my dispensary. I, I want you to be the the mascot for that whole thing. Niggas don't know me like that. They're gonna be like, "Who is this?" You're gonna be animated gonna... though. It's gonna be wow. an animated Deshaun. Like my like my uh, like my meme my my meme emoji. Yeah, but better. Oh, okay. We could talk about some things. Like yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a Yankee fitted on, so that's already. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Probably a Stussy shirt. Well, we'll have to make it something else because you know copyright. But yeah, I got you. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay, maybe a Yankee, maybe a Yankee jersey, huh? No, that's copyright too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you could do a Yankee fitted, you could do a Yankee jersey. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out down the line. Um, DJ Mustard got robbed by a woman who is half his size. Yo, so I had to tell Charlotte the other day. I don't know if I told Charlotte or Melinda. I can't remember. I think it was Melinda. That DJ Mustard's real name is Dijon. And it makes me mad every time I think about it because I should have been a DJ. Dijon Isaiah McFarlane. Yes. Shout out to all my other Dijons out in the world. DJ Mustard is speaking out after he claims his personal shopper charged over $50,000 to his credit card for the purpose, he says, of impressing her followers. Yo, niggas put a picture of her up. <laughs> it says she was dressed like Billy Kidman. Son, dog. with the <laughs> smiley face knee pads. I just closed my phone. I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm good. I'm good today. I don't need to see anything else on the internet today. He said he hired the influencer as his personal shopper, but alleges she used his credit card to buy thousands of dollars worth of clothes and other items for herself. She was influenced by the drip. <sighs> man. Oh, man. He took a screenshot of the fucking text messages. That yes, and she was like, I'm so sorry. I just got, got the best oh, of me. Man. He said he was paying her $72,000 a year. All for fucking all Instagram. To go, all to go shopping for somebody else. All for fucking Instagram, he continued. Nigga, DJ Bye -bye. Mustard, we're both named Dijon. I, I got you. Mind you, she gets paid 6 k a month to shop. That's $72,000 72, a You just messed up. You just messed that up for some fucking Instagram likes? Dog. Dog. See, niggas, okay, see, here's the thing. Niggas be playing like that's not a, a, a an enormous sum of money because y'all just thinking, oh, if it's not a million, it's not a lot. No, 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 no. She was getting $72,000 a year to go shopping with somebody else's money for them. DJ Mustard posted a screenshot of messages between himself and the influencer. He said that she showed he'd sent her a receipt for two. Twenty six hundred at one store. He said there's Golly. more. He said he's still he's still waiting for that's more, but that was just No no, he said there's more than the the what did he say, fifty thousand? Yeah, but he, he said that was more one of the that. receipts that he found. And yeah. she he said fifty thousand was just what they knew of at the time. And this is what she said. Truly am so sorry. Should have never got to this point. My my temptation turned to greed and I'm so sorry. She would have got mollywopped. Dog. And I'm so 
shout out to DJ Mustard and his girl because they didn't take it the way they should have. Because no, I understand doing your going the law abiding way, but there's also a way that heavily conveys how you feel, and that's her getting her ass beat. You yeah, fifty thousand dollars at least? No, no, no. You you might go you got you might go meet God today. And then people uh, started bringing up the fact that Kim Kardashian. I was going to. Rob, I was gonna say that Rob Brandy and her mom back when Kim, she was their personal no, no, assistant. Kim and Chloe. Chloe, yes. Rob, and used her credit card to stock Dash and Smooches, their retail shops, when they first started out. And they had to settle out of court with Brandy's mom. So the whole Kardashian family has to thank the whole Norwood family for what they've. They've achieved. been finessing. They've been finessing shit for the. Oh my god. But niggas will be like, oh, they're, they're so great. Chloe's still trying to get a bikini pick her grandmother took off the internet. That because she's, she's so upset because she was known as the fastest. For one, here's the, here's the craziest thing, dog. She wasn't fat. You know how California is. She was, yes, she was bigger than the other two. But it doesn't take anything to be bigger than Kourtney Kardashian. Kourtney Kardashian is the size of a 65-inch TV. Kourtney Kardashian is that big. Yes. Kourtney Kardashian is, is Kendall and Kylie's size as far like stature goes. And Kim, you know. Matter of fact, not Kylie. because Ky- not, not, Excuse me, not Kendall. Kendall's eight feet tall. <sighs> She's the size of Kylie. And Kylie's small. I'm talking about Kylie... Her natural body. Well, I think. Wait, which I'm not talking about Travis Scott, Kylie. Kendall is the Kendall's the model sister. That's the one that's really skinny. That's the skinny, tall one. She's like eight feet tall. But no, Courtney is small. Like Courtney is little. But Chloe isn't. Chloe wasn't big. She was just. She was healthy. She was tall. And she had natural, yo, natural thickness to her. Yeah, Kim was the one that had all the stuff done to it. Chloe didn't have all that shit done at first. She was just chilling. She was just, her and Rob. Rob was like. Here's my thing. Chloe used to be my favorite because of that. I was like, oh, no, she keeps it. And I don't think, I'm not sure if Courtney has had anything done. Maybe her tits. I don't know. But and honestly, this shit wouldn't even be an issue if she was if they were all just like, yes, we all we had plastic surgery done. Now we're just taking steps to keep it going, to keep it looking good. You know what I'm saying? I'm, we're maintaining it now. But Dave took this position that they've never had anything done on their bodies, and they're fucking lying. Like dog, come on, Kendall looked like a little boy. Not Kendall, Kylie. Kylie looked like a little boy. Now she looks like fucking Vita Guerra. Wow. Come on, man. Come on, man. I remember I had a girlfriend. I'm not going to say her name. This is in the past. She was like, oh, that's just squat. I said, bitch, you can squat your whole life and you're not going to have an ass like that. No. Out of nothing. No. It's not going to happen. 
She was like, no, that's them squatting a lot. No, you're a fucking idiot. That's not them squatting a lot. I remember when Kim went to the doctor and had her ass x-rayed to show everybody that it wasn't implants. Like, did they implant adamantium in there? Like, what were you looking for? Forgetting that that doctor was paid off. To do not, that for the show. Not to mention what at, what what bone in the in the ass are they look what 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 was the X-ray gonna show? No, I don't think X-ray's gonna show implant. They show booty implants, so they can show butt implants. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. At least the outline of it. Oh, now it, will it show implant? Will it show a BBL? <laughs> when they're just transferring fat. See, that's another thing. I'm asking like, my girlfriend this, people. I'm not was, just saying she, this out into the she, fucking she gone world. now, but... That's my... Th- yes, it might show a large silicone ass pocket, but if you've gone the BBL route and you've just had fat transferred from your stomach to your tuchus, I don't know if it's showing that because it's already fat in the ass in the first place. But... You you goofy bitches that watch E television and was watching was like you see yeah okay y'all got it <laughs> y'all y'all got it go for it Kim's ass is real Kylie's ass is real Chloe's new ass is real all their tits are real all their faces are real even though none of their faces and skin match their hands or any other part of it. Go for it. Y'all keep keep believing that. Kim's hands look like the Crypt Keeper. Wow. Speaking of cutting off dead weight, the WWE has released... I can, oh, my God. I'm so upset about these ones. Um, Just one of them. That's it. Their yearly list of names of like releases and cuts and things from the roster. Which was, and I found out today, an exact year from when they did the COVID cuts last year. Apparently, this is now like a yearly thing. So, I don't know what's going on. Some here. of them, I get it. Some of the let me go down and can I can I read some of these names? Well, you can read all of them. There's only like eight, I think. Oh no, we updated. There's ten. Okay, so some of these cuts were understood. Uh, I'm gonna read uh, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Mojo Rowley. Rowley. Callisto, Chelsea Green, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, and Tucker. And last but those ones are understandable. Uh, all of those people, I get it. All of them. Even Billy Campaign Royce. I know that the iconics were a big like niggas enjoyed the iconics as a tag team. But they weren't good. They were comic relief. Yes. And that's not going to get you too far unless you're really good friends with Vince, our truth. Now, the one I did was very, very surprised about was Samoa Joe. You know, that one threw me off just because we just saw him. Now, on Monday, they had another dude on commentary that they introduced. Adnan Burke. Yes. From ESPN. Well, he yes. used to be at ESPN. Yes. So I thought, I was like, oh, shit. Is Joe getting back in the ring? And then these cuts come. Now, I thought maybe they would move him to SmackDown because he would work perfectly with a sta- in a stable with Roman Reigns and the Usos. 
Make it like a Samoan thing? Yes. Now, so I was waiting till Friday, and I was like, oh, man, maybe that was going to give me the – I might still watch SmackDown tomorrow because SmackDown is better than Raw. But I was like, oh, he's not a commentator anymore. Maybe they're going to have him wrestle on Fridays now, which I was, I was going to be great with. And then these cuts came out today, and I was like, oh, no, not Joe from Samoa. Not the submission special, the Samoan submission specialist, machine, whatever. I enjoyed Samoa Joe. Yeah, but his time with WWE just was not. They kept, his, I think his time came during, there were so many other people that were much further ahead on the pecking order than he was. Like Seth. And Roman and all these and other people, like, it's hard. Like, there's only two top belts in the company. And then at that time, Dean was there. And Dean was on SmackDown. And AJ was there. And it was just, AJ has the body for, for what Vince likes. Vince is never really going to throw his all his weight behind a chunkier superstar. He's just not. Sorry, no Samoa Joe had a, a uphill battle to fight, but I will say that he had a couple bright spots during his time when he punked Paul Heyman. Uh, that whole shit with him and AJ Styles was phenomenal. When no he, pun intended. When he when he brought up uh, AJ's wife and all that shit, and his kids. What was her name like Gloria or some Wendy, shit? Wendy, I think. Wendy, yeah. That was a phenomenal feud. I was hoping he would get an, another another crack at heel Rome, but I think for Samoa to come back, I think Samoa would have to be a heel. I think he does his best work as a heel, personally. But I think most superstars do their best work as heels. So I'm sad to see him go. I know in 90 days, uh, he'll probably be popping up AEW. I wouldn't. If I was him, I would. Or do you go back to TNA? I would, I would go like to Japan or something like that. Oh, he could. He could do that. He can go to Japan. Yeah, I, w- I would go to Japan. or like, eh, maybe Mexico. But I would definitely go to Japan first. AEW's kind of crowded now, man. Oh, man. It's kind of crowded, and it's full of old guys. You know what I realized about AEW before I move on to the next topic? Every time somebody's about to do a promo or cut an interview, they always get interrupted. I don't know if you paid attention to that, but every time somebody like holds up a microphone and is about to say some words, somebody will come out from the other side of the tunnel and start talking about how they ain't shit. I haven't watched in a while. It's just every time I've seen it now for like the past few weeks, because, you know, I'm in and out. Oh, real uh, quick, they had, they had, uh, they said the, the Young Bucks had Dior's on, Dior ones on last night. Oh, yeah, them things were beautiful. Niggas said they was fake. <laughs> they were fake? <laughs> yes. Them things look good. Nah, hey, fakes look real good these days. Oh. Yeah. Well, let me tell you somebody who isn't fake. Lacey Von Eric. People, Lacey Von Eric is a third generation super, well, third generation wrestler. She is... 
the daughter of Carrie Von Erich from the legendary Von Erich family. Now, for those of y'all who really don't know about the Von Erich family, there's only one left, and there was five. Well, six if you include their father. But there's only one Von Erich left in in um, documentary series that's about to come back called Dark Side of the Ring. Actually, did an episode on the Von Erich family, and it was very. If you need a good cry, that's a one episode that you can watch. But Lacey is, you know, she's out here living life. Now, WrestleMania usually has like a WrestleMania week where they have conventions and things. And a lot of former wrestlers that used to work for the company or just wrestlers in general will go to whatever town they're in and do like autograph signings and things of that nature. So Lacey, uh, she is she was big in TNA and I guess she still has her following and she was at one of these conventions. Well, she got drunk and started recording this. Where's my rookie? Oh, she went laid down. Huh? <laughs> Hi. He has a WWE shirt on. My family helped you with that company. What do you think about that? I think that's wonderful. Yeah, but then they all died. So great job, WWE. Oh, my God. Do you know who she was talking to in that video? Who? The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I don't know what one has to do with the other. Well, the Carrie one, I understand. Her father, I understand with the WWE. Because they had him out there wrestling with one leg, and they gave him a, a terrible gimmick, and he was sort of depressed about it, and then he killed himself. I don't know about the other brothers. I do know about the Carrie one. And I think I think Carrie had more to do with what he couldn't do in the ring anymore. And I think they tried to bring Whether, attention to his leg. Or the, I can't remember. What, I think they were trying to take attention away from the leg or they did something and the leg came off. And they tried to build a storyline around it and he did not fuck with that at all. Yeah. I, you can't really blame them for that. Like, they got to make the best of what they got. I mean, and I understand the popular thing is to hate WWE for everything. I understand that. But they could have just fired him. And then what? Right? Like, they could have just been like, don't come back. Because we can't do anything with you. But to try to make that work... And if it got to him, I understand him feeling depressed about it. But imagine how he would have felt if they would have been like, okay, well, just pack your shit and go home. You're useless to us. Which they could have done. So I don't, I'm not, I get it. It's very easy to slam dunk a WWE sometimes. They make it very easy. They, they just signed, they just had fucking old girl from TNA debut. On NXT last night, who? Tuesday, you know who? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch TNA, so I don't know. Who, who's the only chicken TNA you would you would have heard about? I don't. Like I said, I don't watch TNA. I don't know. I know there's certain people went there. I don't know who was the big names there though. The chick that won the championship. Oh shit! You talking about was uh, it Taya Valkyrie? Tilly? Oh yes, Taya Valkyrie. Okay, I thought you were talking about Tilly Blanchard's daughter. 
Yeah. Oh, her. Yes. Yes, her. Tessa. Yes, Tessa Blanchard. Oh man, they let that racist bitch show up. I'm pretty sure she was just on NXT. Hold on, let me let me double check. But I understand how easy it is to slam dunk on WWE. It's real easy. Just like with these cuts that we just talked about, it would be easy to go, damn, what is Vince doing? But no. Um, Vince is the one usually who he's got so much he's doing that he doesn't really sign or cut people like that. That was John Laurinaitis that did all of this. And they just hired him back like a month ago. Man, it's just. But it is easy to blame. Like, I remember a few years ago. Oh, never mind. It was, it's, it's Taya Valkyrie. It's a different chick. No, I don't know what it is. Um. But just like back in the day when all those wrestlers tried to, to bring that lawsuit against the WWE because of like CTE and stuff, like the shit got thrown out because it was like if you, all of these wrestlers were like territory wrestlers. So how can you prove that the WWE was the one that did it to you? Yeah, like how can you prove exactly the when moment you, wrestled you got like, T- CTE? You, you, met, you wrestled AWA, Mid-South, you wrestled uh, Mid-Atlantic, Jim Crockett, like you, you now, wrestled down to Florida. Like, you you want to talk about steroids? Yeah. Okay, cool. That happened. Vince was all about that shit. But there's some there's certain times certain times where you gotta realize yep, like and I think AEW is showing more of that now. The things that the internet wrestling community thinks that all pr- promoters should care about and think about, they don't when it comes to making large sums of money. They do not. I promise you that. If if it's going to help their bottom line, they're going to do it. You guys are mad about cuts. I get it. I'm mad about Samoa Joe. But here's the thing. If he wasn't healthy, and we don't know if he was healthy or not, because he was on he was on the broadcast on the broadcast booth because he wasn't healthy. If he couldn't get back to being healthy. Then why keep him around? Because now you're essentially paying somebody who's not going to do anything for you. Now, yeah, they could have kept him on commentary, but they have. You guys will this. Y'all will be the same people that bitch about why did they put ex wrestlers on commentary instead of putting somebody that will further commentary. And I didn't hear Adnan Burke's commentary. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was. I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch Raw. So I don't know. I didn't see anybody complain about it, though. I mean, I think I heard a match or two, and he, his analysis was going in the ring. Is spot, he's good. I mean, he'll get better because this was his first go-round. But I remember when they would do the ESPN and WWE stuff. Yeah. He was one of the guys with, like, Jonathan Coachman that would talk about so, certain matches. So matches. here's my thing. Do you automatically give that spot to an ex-wrestler, or do you give it to somebody who's more credible in a journalism spot there? You give it to the more credible journalism, right? I'm talking to you. Oh, I, I thought you was just talking to no, me. No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to, I'm talk, I'm it, talking it, to you. It, it depends. It depends if you, on... If you're trying to further your mainstream watchability. If I want... First of all, they got to get rid of the three-man booth. That's It's just annoying. I agree. Um, 
if I really want somebody who has journalistic like like a following, yeah, okay. I would get one of the ex ESPN people. Yeah. But you have to be careful with that because some of these people don't know but they now, know they know as much as a fan does. If you're if you're lucky enough to get somebody who's tapped into wrestling like he is, then it, it, it works for everybody. But if he's more of like Peter Rosenberg but less annoying, then yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll oh, put yeah. him up on. And honestly, I wouldn't mind Peter Rosenberg in one of those spots. I like him as only because the pregame he's a, he's pre-show a, guy. He's a perfect. I hate him announcing matches because he only talks about how how good the heels are, like Corey Graves does. Now, you know, I like him as the pre-show guy because he sort of gives you the fan perspective of certain matches and things. Now, and I'm a big, I'm a big, I feel like that would be dope to have during Raw and SmackDown or Raw. Because I think, I don't, I think he's Corey Graves not as refined. But see, we tried to do that with Renee with Raw. Remember, we had her up there, and she was trying to give the fan perspective during the matches, and it was I, like, Ugh. I think, shh. I don't. I think she was too close to everything because it was hard to believe Renee was going down the middle when she was announcing Dean matches. No, that could be true. Now Peter is completely absolved of wrestling, but it, how's that going to work with? Because you know he's still got that radio gig. Well, I don't think he'll get it. I'm just saying. I would I wouldn't mind somebody like him there, because people already hate Peter Rosenberg for some reason. Well, I get some of the reasons. He's white in a black populated space. Now, whether I think that's fair or not, I don't. On radio, he's white. On radio, yes, I don't think that's fair because if my thing, I don't care what color you are when you're discussing hip hop music. If you've been in hip hop culture all your life. Now, now, hold on one second. If when I say been in hip hop culture, that means the struggles, all of it. If you can relate to anything, and see, and that's it's this shit sways back and forth because I say if you can relate to things that any hip-hop artist is saying you could be in a part of the culture but that's dangerous too well i'm not saying that's dangerous but let's be real god rest his soul a lot of suburban white kids that shouldn't be in the culture could relate to mac miller but he gave them a in to get in the culture yeah, but Mac wasn't really lying about where he came up. I'm stuff. not saying he, no, no. This isn't about, and I don't think Peter Rosenberg does either. None of these people have lied about anything about their upbringing. But what I'm saying is, the people that listen, the people that listen to Matt Miller the most, you do not want to have a conversation about hip hop or rap music with. Nah. All right, but am I comfortable saying that they can't be a part? Because of that? Because if they can, if they took and they, they, they use Matt Miller as an, a gateway to getting into hip hop, who am I to tell them they were wrong? 
we all have an artist that we got into that really opened our eyes to hip hop and rap music. Correct? I could agree with that. We cannot hold it against them if the person that they did it was a white rapper that wasn't spitting the hardest shit. And, and you like, know, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, Eminem got me into it as far as uh, being a white dude. I actually think more of the hate for Peter Rosenberg is on the same level as DJ Academics, where oh. we see them as sort of snitching, like dry snitching with the reach they have in the media now certain artists. So I think, and these are two people that, and we, we did not intend on getting on this right now, but here we are. Um, because these two don't like each other already. Now, I think the hate from acad- for academics is he pushes the negative side of hip hop. The only thing he talks about and puts out there is the shit that's going on with artists that, Act negatively and put he, a bad put a bad face on hip hop. He would sort of dry snitch and then get mad when people don't react the way he wanted them to. He'll be the one that he's he's posting stories about people fighting and doing all this, and he has his core group of artists that he's going to big up, which are your Uzi, Yachty, more of your new school artists he loves drake cool uh double uh triple x tentacion um all these other people but some of these people shed a, a bad light on hip-hop and y'all could y'all could say whatever you fucking want, want to uh oh boy tentacion god rest his soul was shining a bad light on hip-hop yeah, wasn't he like beating his girlfriend or some shit like a few weeks before he It was a legend that he had kidnapped her and was and had held her captive in his home. He was shining a bad light on hip hop. Yes, that that's a thing. I saw somebody try to put up a picture of him with DMX. They every time a, a fucking rapper dies, they do that shit. And I can't I hate it. I'm like, nah. And don't put him with Juice World either. Because while I was not a huge Juice World fan, he wasn't doing or accused of doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. He put- was the one that ingested the drugs, right? Yes, that they that they found on the yeah, flight. Yeah, he was trying to hide it yes. from the people. Yes. Okay. Stupidity. God rest his soul, but that's stupidity. But do not tell me. And I, some of y- some of y'all have gone through things. You were depressed and sad. And y'all, y'all um, connected with Tentacion. I get it. But you are not going to absolve him of the things that he was accused of doing. You can't. So, no, I don't want to see a picture of him with Chadwick Boseman and all these people. Like, no, nigga, I don't want to see that. I don't. If there's more to it. He Alex tells y'all my Instagram and fucking Twitter at the end of every episode. Come tell me that. Tell me where I'm wrong. Every episode. All right, let's move on because we sort of got way off track on that one. The NBA Hall of Fame for 2020 will be. When is this happening? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, May 15th. Okay. Uh, so this will be 2020. 2021s will be a little later on in the year. 
But they finally announced the presenters for the class. I got the whole list. And man, man. So this I'm gonna, list I'm of gonna, presenters is, is like fire, though. Yeah, I'm going to leave out the two biggest ones, I think. Okay? All right. So we got Patrick Bauman, presented by Russ Granick and Vladi Divac, both Hall of Famers. Tamika Catchings, presented by Alonzo Mourning and Dawn Staley, both Hall of Famers. Kim Mokey, presented by Michael Jordan, Hall of Famer. Barbara Stevens, presented by Gina Oriema and Muffet McGraw, both Hall of Famers. Eddie Sutton, presented by John Calipari, Bill Self, and Sidney Moncrief, all Hall of Famers. Rudy Tomjanovich, presented by Calvin Murphy and Hakeem Olajuwon, Hall of Famers. He should have been in by now. Kevin Garnett, presented by Isaiah Thomas. Now, before you keep reading, did they ever specify, like, the reasonings behind these? I know one. I know of one. No, but you could kind of see it. I just don't. This is the only one that stuck. I just didn't understand. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, David Robinson. That that was obvious. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, they're gonna say that Kobe Bryant won for last. Oh, Kobe, Kobe's definitely going all that. Even even if he didn't die. He would have went on last. Um, and I think Michael Jordan still would have been a person to introduce him. Because who else is going to do it? The Tim Duncan one, you could have either went David Robinson or Greg Popovich. Both of those would have been fine. I, I w- yes. Yes. The Kevin Garnett one with Isaiah Tom, I just need more insight on Yeah, that. I don't know about that. I would have went. Well, no, they couldn't have done the dude that coached him in Minnesota because he died. Flip Saunders. Yeah. He died. That's probably the only person I could think of to do it. Maybe Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah, Doc Rivers inducted. But are they going for Because all of the people that are presenting are Hall of Famers. Are Hall of Famers. So are they doing this as Hall of Fame only? Like, welcome to our family? Uh, okay, so if they're doing that. Can't say Ray Allen. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know if they pieced it up or not. I don't I I guess this would be that's the best option. But I don't know how they got to that option to begin with. Cuz I don't even think they released the name of 2021 people, so I don't know. No, they haven't yet. Yeah. But I thought it was perfect for Jordan to I thought it was perfect for both Jordan and David Robinson to do Kobe and Tim Duncan respectively. I don't think anybody could have put Kobe in the Hall of Fame, but Michael Jordan. A, 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 a slightly distant second would have been either Shaq or Phil Jackson. I would have went with probably Phil because of the championships. Because, you know, even though Shaq and him had that fallen out and they got back together and everything was pieced up, See, Phil was more in... But I don't think anybody was as influential in Kobe's career... But then again with then Shaq, Michael Jordan. Then again with Shaq is like, hey, we went on a three peat together that'll never be touched again. Da, da, da. And I get it, it had to be Hall of Famers, but shit, I would have loved for Pow to do it. Now, since we got Mike putting in 
Kobe. Because uh-huh. LeBron is going in. Oh, yes. Do you think that when the time comes that Mike would do it for LeBron? Because I think LeBron he would. Has, if, God willing, if Mike is still alive, I think he would. Because we, we don't hear about them having beef. That's more of like people just talking. Oh, yeah, that's the internet thing. That's the internet thing. I think he absolutely would. But I don't see... For one, I don't know when LeBron's going to stop playing because <laughs> he added like two years on his Laker deal. So I know he wants to he wants to play either with or against Bronny or some shit like that. He wants to be in the league at the same time as Bronny. I know that for sure. Okay, so if he let's say he has. Well, yeah, it's 2021 right now. He got, I think, another two years on his Laker deal after this one. That would bring him to 2023. Uh, I think Bronny would be in the NBA by then. Now, then add five years to 2023 if that's his last year. That's 2028. Whether Micah, I see Kobe made me think, I can't just assume that these niggas are going to be alive. Yeah, not anymore. Excuse not me. with the way everything is. Yeah, you just can't assume anything. So if God willing he's still alive, I would think LeBron would be the one that put him in. And Michael would be the one that put LeBron in. But if they weren't doing Hall if they're not doing you have to be a Hall of Famer to do it. I oh shit. It might still D Wade would probably do it. Because D-Wade's going to go into the Hall of Fame first ballot. And he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame before LeBron will. I can see D-Wade doing it. Because LeBron's also very calculated with this shit. You think LeBron wants motherfuckers to be like, oh, let's do the Michael Jordan versus LeBron comparison again. I can see him having Dwayne Wade doing it. That's like one of his best friends in, in that's I think Dwayne Wade is his top friend in basketball. So I can see I can see him having D Wade do it. I know that's probably not the sexiest pick for LeBron, because you wanted to be Jordan. But I don't know if he even has a relationship with Michael Jordan. Kobe had a relationship with Jordan. I don't think LeBron does. So I can see I can see LeBron having D Wade do it. Because we know we, me and you both know Dwayne's going in as soon as it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's time. <laughs> so I think, I think it'll be D-Wade. On to some sad news in the NBA. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, had to retire. You said sad news. Yeah, I just said sad news. He had Who's to that sad for? LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, fuck him. Nigga head in a regular heartbeat. Uh, that is some scary shit. And yeah. it got worse throughout the night. You're just saying this because he was on the Spurs. No, I'm saying this because that's a scary thing. Chris Bosh had to sit down for a blood clot. Yeah, I feel bad for him. But, uh... For Chris Bosh, I'm playing the Western Conference. So. Uh, 30, he's only 35, too. That, that's yeah, I'm even... just... And real quick, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm No, I've, I feel for LaMarcus Aldridge because that's heartbreaking. Um, for he says for 15 years I've put basketball first, and now it's time for me to put my family and uh, health first. 
He thanked the Portland Trailblazers for drafting a skinny, t- skinny Texas kid and giving him a chance. He was, I remember that he was selected for the, by the Bulls, number two overall in the 06 draft. Yeah. Damn, that that's just time right there, man. Cause like, I remember watching that fucking draft. Man, it's just it's 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 heartbreaking that anybody has to stop living their dream because of a health reason. Spent nine seasons with the Portland Trail Blazers before joining the San Antonio Spurs in 2015. Hey. He remained there till March. Can, can I say something? Yeah. And you know I love you. You my mans. I don't think he ever should have left Portland. I know what the Spurs were trying to do, and it didn't work out. Yes, I, I and I and I get that. And this is not my Lakers bias because he didn't come to us. He shouldn't have come to us either. I think he should have stayed in Portland. I know he wanted to go to a Texas team because that's where he was from. And I, I totally get that. At the but time, seeing, Dallas wasn't going to touch him because they had Dirk and everything, and they still yes. had a, a nice squad. Yes. Seeing seeing what Dame and CJ have done to that squad, I, I he he should have stayed in Portland. But you know, but they, you know why he went to the Spurs? Because Tim was on his way out, and they needed he someone thought to he was fill that be boy. the next face of the franchise. And it didn't. It, it no. He was just a step behind. It just always seemed like he was a step behind. Like he was just y'all a got, step it, slower. And you know what's it, it's wild to say? Y'all got him too late. And nine seasons in, that's wild to say, but that's what it seems like it was. Y'all got him too late. Like Those are big shoes to fill. And when you're a step behind and you're not really used to a coach really getting in your grill about you fucking up, because at Portland, let's be real, when he was in Portland, he was the man. It was him and Dane. It was a big, and that was only for one year. But before you know, Dane came, it was, it was LaMarcus. But he was the man, so he could do whatever, and they were going to the playoffs. It wasn't like they were a bad team. They were going to the playoffs and things. But he was the man, and so you go to San Antonio He's where you got all these. He was the small pond. It was the Dwight Howard syndrome. Yes, to a lesser degree. Because he still had some success with, with the Spurs, but it wasn't what – he was well, projected I mean, to bring it. Dwight had Dwight had success with the one year he was with the Lakers before he came back. They went to the playoffs, and then the years he was in Houston, I think they went to the playoffs every all the years too. So I think it's the exact degree. I think if you wanted, to, I think Dwight had more success than Lamarcus when it comes to that because he got a championship. At well, that's all of this. and I, honestly, I think he got lucky to get that. I don't. I think had Lamarcus. Lamarcus stayed in. He he had a good chance to get one this year. Oh, with the Nets? Yeah. I think the Nets are they're penciled into the finals. Now, evidently, if you call Kyrie Irving a nigga, he's gonna go off the handle. He's gonna lose your game. Oh man. And you don't have to say it in a disrespectful way. It's be like nigga, back up. Like you. Don't. Yeah, but it is different when the dude is German. I don't care how black you are. If you got a German accent, you call me a nigga. I I, I got a swing. According to Kyrie, it's different. According to Kyrie, it wouldn't hit different if he said it. LeBron said it. Anybody said it because well, Kyrie is. He said we should all just stop using it, nigga. Shut up. 
don't don't do this. I, I like I, I like your rebuttal to that. <laughs> I, and I hate when niggas do this. Y'all want to y'all feel like you reached a new spiritual awakening. So now everything that us regular niggas do is inferior. Shut up, nigga. I just I just love how oh man, we should be using the N word. Nigga, shut up. Shut <laughs> up, dog. Don't tell me I'll say what the fuck I want. Oh man. God damn. Uh Aaron Donald was in Pittsburgh and Lord. God. People, let me let me break down who Aaron Donald is. If y'all don't know. If y'all don't watch football and y'all don't know who this That's a big motherfucker. That this motherfucker is huge. If Aaron Donald hit me, I would just it's over. And I saw the picture of this dude's face. Man, it looked like somebody smacked him across the face with a shovel. I wonder if Pittsburgh and Los Angeles plays this year. I don't know. But I think he would have more fans that stands for him because he's from there than they would the Steelers. Uh, I would just imagine. Hometown hero coming back to the school. I don't know about all that now. <laughs> I'm just saying, they ain't got much to root for. They don't think that. They think they're a Super Bowl contender next year. They always think they're a Super Bowl contender. Exactly. But no, they, they think they're, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're there to chair on. They think Ben's going to do his swan song. He's gonna win. He's gonna win it. And he's gonna retire like like the bus did. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> Raw. Hey man, I, I still don't understand why Juju picked bid over over fucking light skinned Jesus. Cause he, cause he drank the juice, I guess. So, um, I, I did some research on this because I wanted. I knew Aaron was from Pittsburgh, but I was like, why is he there? Like. Mm-hmm. If I had the option of being in L.A. or Pittsburgh right now, I would be in L.A. I don't want to be in cold-ass Pittsburgh right now. But it's neither here nor there. He probably was there to visit family. We don't know. Now, Pittsburgh apparently has, down a stretch of road, the most bars per capita. It's more than Bourbon Street. It's more than it's Broadway and, and, and Nashville. <laughs> wow. It's, it's more than the block. It's it's way more than the block. Shut the front door. It's more than Grammy Street. What? So Nigga. apparently you go there and there's always ruckus. There's always fights. There's always this, but you'll always see like football players or athletes and stuff there at just random times because that's just one of these spots to go to in the country. Well. He was in a spot called the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> it was a nightclub. It was an after-hour spot. Uh, the victim's name is DeVincent Spriggs. He needed 16 stitches, suffered a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, a concussion, and a sprained broken or sprained slash broken arm. So it's not confirmed whether it's sprained or it's broken. All of this in one punch. Boy, I'm looking at this video now. This man's face is ballooned the fuck up. It's bad. According to his attorney, Spriggs inadvertently bumped into Donald and an incident ensued inside the boom boom room. Both parties were asked to leave. When they got outside, Mr. Donald approached Mr. Spriggs and Mr. Spriggs was punched and attacked again, allegedly by Mr. Donald. 
and the individuals that were a part of his group. Oh, he got jumped. He had to say something. Maybe he like threw a terrible towel in his face or something. You don't want to do that. Um, Listen, if I say Aaron Donald, I'm I'm saying sir, mister. I'm being super respectful. I just want to look something up right quick. I just want to see just how massive of a human being. Okay. He's 6'1", 284 pounds. And people, I don't All know muscle. if you know this, but that 284 pounds is... All muscle. He probably got 2% body fat. He is a huge human being. First of all, he's a D-tackle, I believe. So you got to be big at that position. But imagine that punching you in the face. Oh, my God. And this dude don't look like he built to take a punch to the face from a kicker. He don't Let know. alone the the reigning and defending NFL Defensive Player of the Year. You know what he looked like? Remember when you played the classic Street Fighter and at the end your character lost and you had like oh, the man. character was all busted up and yeah. you had like time? That. That's what he looked like. It looked, like there should be a timer counting down before you get the game over off this picture. That is, I can't, I, I cannot believe that. But prayers up, I guess. Hope your face heals and you don't mess with people who are three nah, times your size again. Fuck him. Rest in piss, bozo. He didn't die. <laughs> he didn't die. He was close to it, though. He saw the light. <laughs> Rest in <laughs> piss, bozo. I know that much. Um, Let's see here. Oh, last up. Oh, we're going to end this with a bang. Kevin Durant versus Shannon Sharp. Oh man, do you have? <laughs> I have the clip and everything. You do have you have the tweets the stuff? and everything? Yeah. Do you have the tweets? I don't. Can you send me the tweets real quick? I'll send you the link. Send me what you got. So I. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! This is gonna be great. Um, for folks that don't know, <sighs> so. Shannon Sharp has a, a show on Fox um, with Skip Bayless, and it's one of those hot take shows. And Shannon is known now for being one of those guys who just thinks LeBron is the next best thing since Jesus. So if it comes to like really anybody else who isn't playing with LeBron or plays against LeBron, he's sort of, I don't know, it's not really like shitting on them. It's just like they're not LeBron. And apparently is like a character that he plays. Well, unfortunately for Shannon, he got a little carried away and used a fake quote by Kevin Durant about some things. And Kevin Durant was not with it. But let me play the, the, the quote that Shannon got wrong. Better than oh. LeBron James. But very few people were willing to go there. And then he like, because he said it, if LeBron James is the GOAT, I beat the goal twice and hit the shots in his building. What does that make me? It wasn't about where I will be better than. So people, uh, as soon as he said it, ran to Twitter, of course. <laughs> I'm a youth of that theory. I get it. But this is still about to happen anyway. So continue. Um, 
once again, I, I say he got carried away, and Kevin Durant, of all people, decided not to use his burner accounts. He was going to use his real Twitter. And, uh, D, I'll let you go ahead and read what he said. All right. So this is me, Kevin Durant, KD Trey Five. Y'all drunk uncle out here lying again. When did I say this, Shannon Sharp? Well, it gets fun from there. Um, because come to find out, it was a fake Twitter account that put out fake quotes. So I'm guessing Shannon Shannon didn't really do research to see. He didn't if it was do fake. due diligence. Yeah. So somebody tweeted at Shannon about that, and he goes, "Y'all remember that fake account when KD said no? Now everybody want to play for the Heat and Lakers. Let's go back to being competitive and going at these peoples. Then joins seventy-three and nine Warriors and builds Nets into a superpower with Kyrie and Harden. OMG, crying face emoji. Crying face emoji. Well, Kevin Durant decided, nope, you ain't running from the smoke." Whole Shannon refuses to respond to me. Yo, Shannon, why are you using your platform to push fake quotes about me? Uh, Kevin decided to keep going in on Shannon. Shannon went on TV responding to this quote like I actually said this. Gullible fans will believe it or say, you was thinking this anyway. It's comedy at this point. I'm guessing Kevin or... Shannon did not like the fact that Kevin was really going in on him, so he blocked him. But I'm sensitive. I really do think that this was pent up from Kevin. I really think Kevin wouldn't have paid it two two cents if it wasn't for the fact that the show that Shannon was on, um, what's it called? It's not first take. What is it called? Undisputed. If Undisputed didn't have Michael Rappaport up there crying about Kevin Durant bullying him. Well, I have to say this. Kevin has been, ever since that last year in Golden State, he's been going at these journalists. Remember, he had like two or three press conferences where he was going at journalists in their face. He's been on, he's had different energy since then. And I think he's sick of Hearing the shit that they be saying. Because this isn't the first time one of our esteemed sports journalists have fallen for the Okie Doke Twitter account tweet. That same tweet, fucking Jay Williams had that happen to him too. So, also, I think he's not trying to, he's not trying to poke the bear. Um, that that is LeBron and AD coming back with bulletin board material. You know, athletes don't want to give other athletes bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. He definitely would have done that this year. But uh, Kevin Durant has been going at folks this particular oh, season. Oh, ever since when he was like I said back in Golden State, he started it. But then he was injured last year, and he was going at niggas on Twitter on his regular account. He was like, "Fuck that!" After he came out and said, "I had a burner." He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that no more. I'm doing it on a regular shit. He's he's my he's my social media NBA player of the year. 
You know nothing like about that whole burner thing? You know, no, no. You know he wasn't the only one to have a burner. You know he wasn't the only player in any sport to have a burner account to to look up shit or to oh absolutely crazy. Listen, I'm he was not, just the one that got caught. He's not even only slur- Freddie Gibbs. Just said he'd be on Instagram with burner accounts talking shit to rappers that are doing better than him. I heard about the Young Bucks. They would do this thing where they would. Uh, Sign in with different shit and like Google or like look their names up to see if anybody has anything positive to say. And if they don't, they report them. Yeah, like I think a lot of you, I, if you don't think your favorite celebrity has a burner account or looks up their name, Button does, Joe Button does it all the time. I remember in Twitter's heyday. That nigga would reply to shit that wasn't even mentioning him. It just had his name in it. That's why if you see Twitter accounts that mention certain celebrities, they put X's in their names because these people will search their own names. They, they will search their own names and, get, and go back and forth with the person that tweeted whatever thought they had, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Did you see that um, Maul said that Snowfall is better than The Wire? And, um, what's my man's name? He was on Oz, too. J.D. Williams, I think is his real name, but he played, who was the corner boy, the last game corner boy? He played, uh, he was, um, Wangler on Oz. Oz. Last game, dude. He was on The Wire from season one. He was the corner boy. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name because he was. I think he was in the entire shit, wasn't he? Up to like the last season, he got shot. But I can't. Bodie. Bodie. Bodie was like, <laughs> I can see why niggas don't like you. <laughs> hey, I don't. I know it's probably not the time for this yet. Snowfall's not better than. The wire. Why can't we just enjoy the show? Why can't? Why do we have you to know start why? Comparing? You know why? Well, I I know why they they have to do those comparisons, but y'all got to realize it's one great show. You know what? Go back and watch and and Breaking Bad's not better than The Wire either. I never would have put those two. I would have put Snowfall up there with The Wire, but I would have put it like hey. The Wire Sunday. Okay, so here's here's here's. Well, I feel like Oz sun The Wire, you, but. You want to put you want to put the flames on real quick. Hold on, let me. Because I'm about to reach my bag. Because you know I closed the fireplace because you know springtime stuff. No, no, no. Open, open that shit back up. I'm about to um, open that shit back up real quick. Because I got something to say. There we go. Hold on. There we go. It's nice and warm now. Depending on how snowfall ends. It's better than Breaking Bad. Well, wait, wait, hold up. Yeah, no, you don't need no fire for that. No, I just might. I just might. Listen. Niggas hold Breaking Bad in high regard. White including folks. me. But. White folks hold Breaking Bad. Watching, I hold Breaking Bad in high regard, too. It's an amazing show. But watching Snowfall. Hey. 
as long as these niggas don't fumble at the one yard line, yeah. I do feel like Snowfall is going to fall into the same trap that The Wire did, where it's going to be one of those great shows that didn't win shit, and then you're going to sit around and wonder, why didn't they win shit? Oh, I know it is, because they don't like to give awards to drug shows like that with black casts. Yeah, I was about to say with black casts. Yes. Yes. I know it's not going to win shit, and it's going to be a damn shame, but... That's not going to take away from how great Snowfall has been. This season was a season we thought it was going to fall off, and it, it, it was just as good. If anything, it made me and you look dumb. Because even the thought of it maybe falling off was crazy. I hope John Singleton smiled from heaven. I just want to go back to the Shannon Sharp thing right quick. Because there's a whole generation of people who did not see this man play. And now, I just want to read some of these stats before I get to my point. He's three-time Super Bowl champion. Four-time first-team All-Pro. He was an eight-time Pro Bowler. He was a a 90s All-Decade team member. He's in the Broncos Ring of Fame. He's in the 50th anniversary team of the Broncos. He's a Hall of Fame player. His jersey as Vanna State is retired. With all these stats, with all these numbers and, and catches and stuff, for the attention he brought to HBCU's football programs back in the 80s and 90s, there's a generation now that only knows Shannon Sharp from Undisputed. From Undisputed as LeBron's ass kisser. The drunk uncle that loves LeBron. Yes. It smokes black and mouths. He don't even smoke them. He don't drink neither. It's it's all a lie. It's just a character. And it's bad. Well, I'm not saying it's bad. It's funny. It's stereotypical. But it's bad that the kids... It's stereotypical. That don't... They don't see him as... Dog, this was like one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Like, when this man was on the field, he was scared. Like, you had to make sure you he kept was a, your eyes on Shannon. He was one of the best pure tight ends. And when I say pure tight ends, we're not talking about the Jimmy Graham who don't know if he's a receiver or tight end. The Rob, the, well, Gronk is on, is on the page with Shannon Sharp. But a lot of your other tight ends are receivers that were too slow to be receivers. Like John Elway said that out of all the receivers he's had, Shannon Sharp was the only one he could trust. That's saying something for John Elway because that's like one of the GOAT quarterbacks. Shannon Sharp, Jason Witten, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I will say... Uh, What's the name of old boy that's on Fox? Uh, Fox Sports. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. Yes. Those were tight ends that were tight ends. Those were guys when you knew if you needed about 10 yards, you could throw in their direction and they would get you at least they were line, 18. They were lining up where that, that, that slot receiver is now. That they, they, I feel like they created that for short white boys that can run fast. That was, that was the tight end position. And it took about two or three men to get these fools down. You couldn't just hit them. And most tight ends, for the most part, were white. Tall white dudes that were slow. 
So the fact that we have Shannon Sharp now, like this character of Shannon Sharp. Character of any black male authority figure you've ever had. It's good for TV, but now it's bad when the kids, you know, sort of look at him and go, why is he talking about LeBron so much? Why is he talking about, why is he going up against KD? That wasn't even his sport. Because I've seen that argument. Like, why is this football dude talking about basketball? That so, wasn't his sport. I know I use this for wrestling. And I know why they have Shannon Sharp there. But that seat should be there for another journalist. And I wouldn't mind seeing Shannon with his own show. I would listen, and I love I love what Shannon Sharp has done with his post NFL career in the last five years. But you're not going to tell me that he's doing better in that seat than an actual journalist would be. At the time he was, now it's starting to slide. Now it's starting to be like the shtick is starting to be yes, a little too much now. I have Skip Bayless to blame for that. I have Skip Bayless to blame for... And I guess to blame, but it makes them money. Because Stephen A. has made a shitload of money because of Skip Bayless having him being super animated. And Shannon Sharp's doing the same thing. So it's great for their pockets, but I think overall, I don't, I don't, I don't think I like how they've been portrayed. I just think it's a little much now. And I don't really fuck with Skip Bayless. Not because of his LeBron hate, because when he was hating on LeBron, he, was a late, he wasn't a Laker yet. I mean, he still does it, but he's been consistent. But he's been consistently wrong about damn near everything he's ever said. The only right spot Skate Bellius has ever had has been rooting for the fucking Patriots. He doesn't even root Brady. for the Patriots. He just Tom roots Brady. for Tom Excuse Brady me. more. Yes. That's the only place where Stephen A. has been right consistently. That's it. And if he just happens to, LeBron's in a place where he can hate on him and the team wins, that's, that's it. I watched Skip Bayless hate on LeBron last season all while LeBron was winning the championship with the Lakers and him still say, oh, well, it's not a real championship because he didn't have to play the Clippers. Now, once did he say the Clippers is our fault because they couldn't get past the Nuggets? Nigga, if we beat the team that beat that team, I don't care if we play that team or not. They would have lost. Because we absolutely would have beat the Clippers last year. Like I think we'll beat the Nets if it comes to it, too. Especially with your boy retired. Is there anything else we need to get into? Man, that's a sharp-ass edge up in this fucking picture. So that's it? No, that's all I got for the day. Two episodes in a row, people. Yeah. Looks like we're going to be doing more two in a row now. It is what it is. Uh, you can follow the show at This Ain't a Pod on both Facebook and Instagram. You can follow my Steam colleague at Exhibit underscore D-E on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at... Well, damn, spread. We will be back on Monday. Hey, go to Alex's page and flood his shit, Twitter, Instagram, and make him change his profile picture. Why? It's already been changed. To a current picture himself. We will see y'all on Monday at 9.